Hi, and welcome to the Fem Factor podcast. We are your co-hosts, Dr. Laura and Dr. Nicole. This is a place for women just like you desiring to learn, be inspired, and find community. We'll be discussing everything from health, longevity, and aging, to mindset, high performance, and cycle syncing, to intuition and healing physically, emotionally, and spiritually. All from a lens that is based both upon the latest health research and feminine energetics. Blending equal parts scientific evidence and inner wisdom, we invite you to elevate your biology, empower your intuition, and embody your magic. Our guest today is Katie Whalen. Katie is the CEO and co-founder of Joy Women's Wellness, a new telehealth platform that provides a goal-based, customizable experience to help women own their health journey and manage the hormone and age-related changes to their bodies. Katie and her husband, Josh, started Joy after experiencing the life-changing effects of hormone optimization and peptide therapies themselves. They developed Joy alongside top medical experts specializing in anti-aging and regenerative medicine to help women look and feel their best from the inside out. Joy Women's Wellness is a modern, proactive approach to women's health care, one that also offers health coaching and tailored treatments to help women feel their best from the inside out. Welcome back to the Fem Factor podcast. Laura and I are so excited to have our next guest, Katie Whalen, Women's Wellness. She just has an incredible story for us all to hear today. And so we just really would love to welcome you, Katie. And we are so excited to share your story with our listeners. Thank you so much. It's awesome to be here and chat with you guys. So tell us a little bit. Um, you can, we can bring this story wherever you want, but as a person who has a deep interest in aging and longevity, I am wondering, is this kind of what got you on the path that you're on now in Joy Women's Wellness, or was there something else that popped in? Were you always an entrepreneur or was it really your health journey that set you along this unique path, if you will. Yeah, I think I have a heart of an entrepreneur. So I've always been an entrepreneur. Um, but this path kind of happened upon me without me planning it very, um, put, putting much planning into it. It actually started with my husband and our marriage. Um, you know, basically I married him when I was 35. And so in my mind, I was like, I'm ready to start this family, you know, clock ticking. And we had some major heartbreak right away with our first pregnancy ending with a genetic issue, fatal genetic issue. So it created a lot of stress, a lot of heartbreak. And we didn't know it at the time, but the stress that we went through in our marriage really affected my husband's hormones. And he ended up with extremely low testosterone. And, you know, all I knew from my side was that, you know, besides for his lack of motivation and brain fog and, you know, gaining some belly weight, he had zero sex drive. Like all of a sudden, newly married, trying to have a family and your husband has no interest in sex. And so it was really added a lot, you know, a lot more layers of stress and trying to figure that out was 
hard. It was so hard. You went to a couple doctors that said, you know, you're fine, you're normal, you know, sent them back home, sent them back home. And it wasn't until the third doctor who was a functional doctor said, oh yeah, we, we can help you. There's things that you can do. This is it. And, and he was so impacted by getting his hormones fixed and getting on testosterone. Like it really changed his life, his motivation, his ability to be, he was always an entrepreneur. Um, obviously it helped our marriage tremendously. Um, so he saw that as a big opportunity to, to help men have better access to hormones and educate men on what, what's going on and what may be happening for other men. So he started the men's side of our business named blokes. And I was paying no attention to that. I was like, I'm having my babies and, you know, good luck on that. But then, you know, I went through three more miscarriages, IVF, and finally had two babies. And I was, you know, in my young forties after all that. And I was like, oh my God, what is going on? I do not feel well. I was certainly overweight. I had crazy brain fog and I just felt my, you know, felt like I had no energy to now take care of these babies that I wanted so badly. And so I was lucky because I got help from our men's side. You know, the first thing I did was figure out my hormones and my thyroid and then started on peptide therapy. And once I felt about six months after I started, I was like, holy moly, I didn't think I would feel this good again. I don't think, I didn't think I would get to that place. And that's when I was like, why are we not doing this for women? And so that's when, you know, I got involved and we launched Joy and it's been a, so stressful ever since. <laughs> well, the the good stress of, of running a business, I guess, right? But first I want to just thank you for sharing that story. I think more people will probably relate to that than any of us can ever imagine. And that's really a goal of ours with the Fem Factor podcast is to help normalize these conversations so people don't feel so alone. Because I'm sure for you and your husband, it felt like that at some point when you were searching for answers, you know, is it always going to be this way? Um, and really look at this beautiful, beautiful thing you guys have created out of that in addition to your beautiful family. And I, I love the name. I love blokes and enjoy women's wellness. Just such good such good branding. The entrepreneur in me like really loves that. Uh, you said something towards the end. You said, I didn't know I'd ever be able to feel this good again. And I think that is such a relatable sentence for, for anyone really, but for a lot of women after they have kids, for a lot of women in their forties and fifties and beyond. And I think there's still a lot of fear and misunderstanding around hormone replacement therapy. I think peptides are still somewhat new for a lot of people. A lot of people still really aren't familiar with that term. So, so maybe we should start there just talking about some of the basics of when you say things like peptides, like bioidentical hormones, like what are these options for women? You know, what kind of things can it help with? Can you clear up any of the, the misconceptions in terms of the women who you've worked with through joy, who might've had fears around it and you were able to kind of show them that, Hey, there, this isn't something scary. This is something that can drastically change your, your quality of life during these years. hundred percent. I mean, for me personally, first of all, I didn't know what the term bioidentical hormone therapy was a couple of years ago. And I've gotten a crash course, but I first gotten, you know, the first thing I did was my labs and I, my testosterone was very low. And so that's the first thing that I got on personally. And I was blown away at 
how much better I felt. And it was really fun to work out. I had the motivation and then, you know, feel like I was actually making a difference. Cause I feel like so many of us go to the gym and do the grind and it's like, nothing really changes or you don't feel like you're getting stronger. So that was one really motivating benefit for me um, was just feeling that strength and motivation and excitement um, with, with the testosterone that, that, you know, that it gave me that little boost. Um, and then the second thing I got on was progesterone. And that's because I was really experiencing a lot more anxiety than normal. Kind of like all of a sudden I was like, where did this come from? I was like worried about like even getting on a plane and I had always loved flying. So it was just like a, a big switch for me. And, and then, you know, learning about it, I learned that in our forties, our progesterone declines. It's usually the first thing that happens in perimenopause for most women. And that's our calming, soothing hormone. It helps us go to sleep at night and it helps us relax. And, you know, as soon as I started on that, I was, I was given instant relief and felt like, okay, now I can breathe again and get back to myself. So, you know, through these own experiences, I've learned that hormones, you know, each of their hormones that we have, and, you know, I'm talking about testosterone, progesterone, and estrogen, usually for women, they all have a place and they all do their own thing, right? And it makes sense that when we lose them in perimenopause and menopause, things can get really wacky and you can start feeling really bad. And instead of, you know, I could have easily gotten an anti-anxiety medication or an antidepressant medication, but all I really needed, the root cause was really my progesterone was low. So, you know, it, it really makes sense to look at what is really going on and is it your hormone changes that are causing these issues? And then I think our job is to educate women that, you know, this is what they all do. And these, if you're having these symptoms, it could be this and look into it and decide what's best for you. But like, I think the biggest myth is that hormones are scary or dangerous or cause, you know, breast cancer. And that was, you know, a big study that came out 20 years ago, that's been debunked, but of course the fear headline is still out there. And it's so obviously it's proven very hard to get rid of that. But I think there is a movement now where a lot of people, a lot of great doctors are coming out and saying, you know, this is wrong, ladies, you don't need to be scared. Estrogen does not cause cancer. You know, if estrogen caused cancer, we'd all get it when we had the highest estrogen, which is when you're pregnant, um, not when you are 51 and lose all your estrogen, you know? So there's, there's a lot of great information coming out now. And I think that women really need to be open and receptive to just learning because I think it's up to us all to advocate for our own health and decide what's, what's right for us. I am so excited and obsessed with this topic of talking about perimenopause and menopause and hormone replacement therapy and debunking the nurse's health initiative study from 20 years ago that scared everyone. And um, I'm just like, there's so much coming out, like you said, and even Oprah's talking about it. And I went to a an event here in Los Angeles a few months ago called The Pause by a company called The Swell and Naomi Watts with her newest product line for women going through perimenopause and menopause. And it's just like all of a sudden the floodgates have opened and it's fantastic. And I want to talk about what you mentioned when, you know, here you are in your early forties, you have young kids, plus you have these hormone things happening 
and you're stressed out and your anxiety levels are going up. And I just want to say, first of all, brava on taking some time to take care of you because normally we see so many women who are in this situation, like they're in their early forties with young children, with aging parents, trying to keep their career going or start a new business or whatever in the workplace. And so they just kind of accept that they're exhausted. They don't want to have sex. They, you know, have um, no energy to go to the gym. They're cranky or they're depressed or they're anxious. And so now I have to go see a therapist and get antidepressants or anti-anxiety. Now, I'm not saying, like you said, like sometimes those are definitely necessary, but actually taking a moment to pause, to step back and think, okay, what does my body really need? What is it trying to tell me? And thankfully, you kind of had that impact from your husband's story that set you on a path of like, oh, this could be, maybe it is my hormones and let me check with my functional medicine doctor and all that. And so I'm wondering, like, is there anything you could, any advice you could give to our listeners about that point at which you had so many things you were juggling and yet you still were like, wait a minute, I need to take care of myself. Yeah. I mean, for me, I, I really felt like it was a, a moment where I was looking into the mirror and looking into my, looking at the rest of my life and saying, is this it? Like, is this how my life's going to go? And I, I didn't want, I knew I didn't want that, but, but it is a choice to say, are you going to do all the hard work to fix it or not? And are you going to take care of yourself or not? And for me, I knew, I knew it was worth it. And I knew that if I didn't do it now, it would never happen. It was a little bit like now or never. Since my babies were young, it's like, if you if you just let it go now, it's like, when do you ever catch up, right? It's like, you gotta just take the first step. And the first step doesn't have to be something ginormous. It could just be a small little you know, habit that you change for yourself every day or a small little thing that you do for yourself. But for me, I feel like, I couldn't balance all the things I have and I couldn't be happy unless I felt good and had the energy and, you know, like enjoy things in life. And some of the things I enjoy in life are, you know, feeling good at a workout, going shopping and putting on clothes or feeling happy to go out with a girlfriend for a drink and, you know, feel like I have energy. So it's, it's for me, I knew like that was an important part of my life. And I, you know, I needed that in order to be a good mom and in order to be able to wake up and do a job every day. Yeah. It's, it's so essential for, for all of us as women, I think, to learn how to, to take that season to prioritize our own health and our own well being. because once we feel good, I'm sure this is true for men too, but for women in particular, like when we feel good, when we're thriving, that kind of bleeds into our communities, our families, our social networks. And, and we really have the power to kind of thrive in these community settings where you get a couple of women who are prioritizing their health, they're feeling good, that energy gets passed along. It inspires other women to take the initiative to do that. And I think we're just wired a little differently than men in that sense, that it when we feel good, it, it translates directly to all of the people around us. And I think so many women feel whether it is coming from some of that fear or just a lifetime of learned behaviors of always putting other people 
you know, on the front burner and putting themselves on the back burner of, of just like scraping by and just barely getting through each day. And it, it makes me sad to see that because it's like, we're missing out on, on what's actually central to life, right? Like things like you said, like the joy in just getting to move our body and getting to meet up with a girlfriend and connect, like we don't feel good. It's, it's really difficult to do those things. We end up just kind of laying on the couch and being alone. And we all know that that's not great for health outcomes in general. So I think that's such a good point. And I love that you said it doesn't have to be these huge changes overnight. It can just be these little steps, just enough to like start to get comfortable with changing part of your routine with doing something differently. Um, I think that's probably what makes it the most sustainable. And I, you know, bringing this conversation back around to, to hormones and what joy women's wellness is all about. Like, I think that's what a lot of people think. They think they have to go all in, like do all of the hormone things at once, do all of the biohacking, like change everything in life. And it's so overwhelming. It's almost easier to just stay exactly where you are. And the reality is it's, it might just be one thing as someone who I, I just turned 35 last week. And I can tell you, I'm already starting to miss my progesterone a little bit. Like I am staying on top of that girl. I want her around as long as possible. And so like, that's my little step to start setting myself up for success as I head into my forties and beyond, right? Like, I'm not going to go stress myself out about it, but it's like that one little step, that one thing to pay attention to can give you so much momentum because if you find the right thing, whether you have the help of a practitioner or you're just really knowledgeable yourself, that one little thing can make you feel so much better and more motivated to go do the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. Um, and I love that. I feel like you're bringing that into joy women's wellness when I see the content that you guys post and everything else. And I think that's just such a great point that it, it, it can be small, but actionable steps. It doesn't have to be this huge life change overnight that feels real uncomfortable and real scary and real awkward. Yeah. Really great point. And I do, I do believe it makes you feel the one thing you do that makes you feel good will lead to more things. And that's that. And then it becomes fun. Like for me, I call myself the chief peptide tester now because I enjoy it. I'm like, what will this do? And it's, so it's really like, you know, I feel good on this. So like, what else can I do to feel good? And, and, you know, and that's not always adding things too that can be taking away things. And, and, you know, for me, for instance, I just, unfortunately took away caffeine and I'm trying to take away some drinking because, you know, it's realizing it's not making me feel good. So it's, it's adding things and it's also could be taking away things as well. Wow. I don't know if I could take away caffeine. That's like my one vice, my one cup in the morning. Don't even come close to taking that away. But I suppose if it made me feel better, I would be willing maybe to go without. So yeah, that's very, very impressive. I was wondering, Katie, do you, and I think some of our listeners would be interested in this, especially those who are entrepreneurs and maybe have their partners with them in business. Can you tell us a little bit how that journey was joining in? I mean, I know you, the biz, it seems like the businesses are separate, but I'm sure they interweave a bit. Um, and so like, how has that been in raising kids 
doing life together, doing business together, like all of these things. And you're, you're, you know, talking about health and hormones and you both know a lot about that. So it's, I'm sure that I could get used as like, maybe not a weapon, but like, Oh, have you taken your testosterone lately? (laughs) Or how about your estrogen? (laughs) Or I think you need some to change your peptides. I mean, that is funny because that actually has happened recently. Um, You know, before this all started because he had no sex drive. And now, you know, sometimes I'm like, wait a minute, can we dial yours, just your dose back a little bit? We joke about, but I actually, you know, I kid because I actually will. I like to turn them down every once in a while. Now it makes me feel good. So, um, but yeah, I mean, working together is, it's, um, certainly challenging, especially when we've gone through the really stressful things, um, that can be really hard. And like having to step away and like literally get out of the office or the house is really, has really been important. But I do think overall, it's really fun to, um, to have that goal and vision and mission together and really work hard toward it. And I think it makes it sweeter in the end when you have successes as well. So I think we're, we're a good team. We don't always get along and we don't always agree, but, um, it, it's kind of fun. It's, I think I, I really enjoy what we're, what we're doing together and what we're building. I love that. And I, that's probably true of any business partner, right? Like, I don't know any business partners who get along a hundred percent and are in agreement with every little thing. So I'm sure your guys' strengths and, you know, blind spots complement each other in life and business. Uh, I'm with Nicole on that one. I always love hearing when, couples found companies together about their, their dynamics. Like, how does that work? Just, just in case I ever decide to to open up a business with my significant other, his, his newest thing is he wants to uh, start a vineyard and a winery. So I'm like, Oh, how would that look on top of everything else? So taking, taking notes as we have people who work with their significant other on here for sure. I also love earlier, you said you're the, what was it? The chief peptide experimenter, chief peptide officer. I love that. That's so fun. Someone else on the podcast once said they were like the chief, chief fun officer or something like that. The CFO, like I love titles like that, but speaking of peptides, we've been talking about hormones, but I think a lot of people are still not really certain what a peptide is. They might be familiar with collagen peptides or things like that. So, you know, we don't necessarily have to get into all the nitty gritty science details, but just if you could give us some general background on what are peptides, what is their purpose? What are some of the things that you can use them for? Why would women go looking for them? I would love to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, I think it sounds sciencey when you, you know, you what they are is short chains of amino acids, but it's really easy when you think about it. Like I think about it like a key to opening a door. Like um, they help your body, your body's cells perform specific tasks. Um, and one of the first peptides is actually insulin. So insulin is a life-saving peptide that you know people actually need because their body has lost the ability to produce that. And so um there's peptides for all sorts of things. We've got like 7,000 of them running through our bodies and there are levels or, you know, how well they work decline with age. So, um, I always say one of my favorite peptides is the growth hormone releasing peptide, which is generally sermorelin, but there's a few other kinds. Um, but what that does for it. So our growth hormone is 
at its highest when we're in middle school. And if you think of all the cool things in middle school, it's like you have all this energy, you have deeper sleep, you are able to build lean muscle and burn through the fat. You have, um, I said deeper sleep, more energy. Yeah, all those things, firmer skin. So this peptide is, what it does is when you're sleeping is when your body is releasing most of its growth hormones. So you take it before bed and it tells your body to release more of its own natural growth hormone. And I like that for just all, you know, just general vitality and feeling well. It's one I recommend to a lot of people. But then we also have other peptides like BPC-157, which is really wonderful for gut health and inflammation and general healing. It's really helpful for people who have digestive issues, stuff like IBS. Um, and then, you know, we've got one I'm trying right now is, um, well, I've been doing it on like skin cream. It's called GHK Copper been using it as a skin cream forever and I love it, but I actually am also going to start trying it as an injection because it has way more overall health benefits to, besides just skin regeneration. So, um, to be determined on how I like it in injection form, but, um, yeah, there's peptides for everything you can think of. I I'll be curious about your experiment with injecting that last one. I've been curious about using it for skin stuff too, almost like a natural form of, Botox and other things out there just to keep the skin young and fresh. The only peptide I've tried so far is one of the growth hormone agonists, the Sermorellin. And I will say the biggest thing I noticed was sleep. It like really tossed me into deep sleep in the best possible way. I, I have an aura ring, so I track that. And that, that was something I noticed like pretty quickly. I'm like, this is great. I haven't gotten this kind of deep sleep score. I don't think ever. So for me, that was like a huge, huge benefit of trying that one out too. Yeah, that's great. I love to hear that. I have to admit, I don't do any peptide therapy. And I mostly just because I haven't really exposed myself to much of it. And I, I feel like that's the next kind of path of exploration. Um, and just since there are so many different ways to go, I guess, how do you not if someone, if one of our listeners comes to joy women's wellness and wants to try out a peptide or a cocktail, or I'm not sure if I'm using that phrase correctly, um, a, a mixture of different things, what, like, where would they start? Can you tell us, could you take us on a little bit of a journey of how someone would come to your website or your clinic or, or yeah, just how, what would be the first step? Yeah. I mean, I would say the first step is, um, if you're unsure is we offer some really great, um, consults with coaches that can take you through some of the options and kind of just listen to what's going on with you. What are your symptoms and issues and what are your goals? And so from there you can come up with, you know, a pretty good idea of what could work or what you could try. Um, the other thing we really, you know, love to do is test with labs. So that's another good way to see like what's going on and what could you work on. Um, but yeah, it's pretty easy to, to just kind of get a gauge for what each thing does. And, 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 you know, we, there's really popular ones right now for weight loss, which I'm sure you've heard of, but those are, you know, the compounded semaglutide and trisepatide, the brand and names Wagovi and Manjaro, those are, those are peptides that are helping people lose weight by helping them manage their insulin sensitivity. And, um, it not only does that, but it also pings receptors in the brain that helps them manage 
cravings. So that's another peptide that's pretty popular right now as well. And obviously, if you're going to lose weight, then that'll help with other things down the line, um, you know, with other markers feeling better and, and kind of it's a good it's a good place to start if if that's an issue for you. And if someone is on this, a peptide therapy, do you need to stay on it or eventually does your system kind of rev up on its own or it's something that you're just taking till the end? Um, you definitely don't need to stay on it. And we actually suggest that you do cycle off every now and then. So your receptors, you know, take a breather and you can also just see if, you know, see the difference in how you're feeling. I, I love, like I said, I love the growth hormone one and I took a breather a few months ago and, and really noticed, um, when I work out, just getting more sore, like my, my recovery was not as fast. So it was harder to work out the next day. So I love like taking a break and giving your body that breather and going like, do I really want to get back on this or not? Like, or should I try something else? Um, so yeah, it's definitely not something that you need to be on. It's something you can play with and just see how you feel, if it feels right for you or not. And then, you know, when you go off, you'll, you'll decide if it was worth it or not. Yeah. The, the sense that I'm getting is also like, yes, they can help with a lot of underlying things, but they also allow, they allow you to get curious about like how good things could be. Right. So I, I love that approach of trying it, taking it out, paying attention to the differences and kind of figuring out when to use these as tools. That's kind of how I feel about like supplements and other sort of lifestyle hacks. Like if you do them forever, you don't know, like you're doing a ton of things at once. Sometimes it's hard to identify what's working, but if you're going on them, you're paying attention, you're seeing how you feel, then you come off of them and you notice oh, I don't feel as good here, or I actually feel better here. It lets you get curious about your own little end of one experiment. Like, don't worry about what everyone else is doing and what everyone else is taking. Like, get curious about how good you could feel. It kind of makes me think of what you said earlier in this episode. Like, I, I didn't know I could feel this good again. So, it, you know, having these peptides, being able to look at your hormones a certain way kind of allowed you a lens to start getting curious about oh, well, how good could I feel if I just kind of help out my physiology on and off with some of these tools? And I imagine I imagine with things like peptides too, you can kind of look at them um, in alignment with what's coming up in your life. Is this a stressful season? Like, are you really pushing it in life and business? Is it more relaxed? Like, do you have more space for that? Are you training hard for something and can kind of use them as tools that are aligned with those goals? I don't know if you have clients coming to you guys who do that, but I that's something that I would find appealing if I ever decided to, I don't know, do some sort of athletic competition in my forties or beyond like a Ironman or something like, all right, how can I help my body? Like not fall apart during that process in whatever way possible. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think for sure. And those are the people who really know how their body reacts to things and, and really know how to treat their body. So I, I do think there's a, a segment of people who are like, what else can I tweak and, and play with it? And, you know, do the check-ins with labs and stuff like that. And I, I do think that's a cool, if you have the time and space for that, that's a cool thing to do, to be able to experience that and, and just kind of tweak with how, you know, how you feel, which is, it's pretty cool. So is there anything kind of new um, or upcoming in this industry that you can talk about or want to talk about, um, you know, maybe different 
um, things that didn't exist before or, um, yeah, just anything. I feel like this is a very in innovative arena in the health and wellness in this industry and kind of things change quickly. And, um, yeah, I mean, I don't want to take any proprietary information, but you know, well, I can tell you a fun one we're working on right now. We just came up with the name of it, but it's a, it's called the mood and it's a trochee that dissolves in your mouth. And, um, it's like a combination of a couple of things. Well, PT 141, which you may have heard of before, which is usually an injection, um, that helps with, you know, desire and arousal, but it, it has injecting it, you know, I think in about 50% of the people it can cause nausea. So this, the way we're doing it now in a trochee plus adding in some other ingredients is really changing that. So it's that with a mixture of oxytocin, which is pretty cool. It's your love hormone. And then Tadalafil, which helps with blood flow for everyone, men and women. So it's, you know, your love hormone, blood flow, and your desire. Um, and this lap, you, you dissolve it in your mouth and it lasts up to 72 hours. So it kind of just creates, um, more excitement and more satisfaction. Um, so I, I've tested that out a few times with the husband and it's really, really kind of fun to, you know, if you have, if you have a weekend away or something like that to, um, to, to try that one. And it also, obviously, if people really have issues with desire, it's very helpful for that with low libido. You're going to be getting flooded after this episode with DMs asking people if you need beta testers for this product. <laughs> testers, yes. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's so important. I definitely am all about talking about, you know, sensuality and sexuality and aging because I just think people aren't talking about that. Um, Laura just sent me a couple days ago, I think, a meme from um, what's his name? Dave Asprey's Instagram. And he's like, fine, wants to talk about sex and aging and how no one's talking about. It. And I'm like, I'm talking about it, just, I don't have as big of a platform as you, but, but it's so important because so many, and I think especially women think like, all right, I'm in my forties. I don't really feel attractive maybe, or I, you know, my body's changing or I feel like my body's betrayed me in so many ways. Like, what is this thing I'm in? Cause it wasn't like this before. Um, and we kind of just give up or settle and that's not necessary. Like there are so many other things, options, whether it's hormonal or not peptide or not might be something more along the lines like of therapy or, you know, getting more into kink or finding more like non-penetrative pleasure. Like there's so many things that I don't think people are um, aware of or talking about because it's such a stigmatized topic, right? We don't think of getting old and being sexy, and yet, why not? Why not? Right. This is the the paradigm. I know I personally want to shift, but um, but yeah, so I'm super excited. And if you want, yeah, any beta testers, please I will line right <laughs> up and shout it from the rooftops. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, also about that subject, it's funny how it's like it is a stigma, but in reality, like it's an indicator of how healthy you are too. So it's yeah. not just about the, you know, the pleasure and all that. It's, it's about your, your health and your happiness. 
um, because you know even studies show that when you when you aren't sexually active that you you know you're more likely to live a shorter life and live a more depressed life. So there's a lot more to it than than you know just the stigma of it. I think. I agree. I always say pleasure and desire is not frivolous because I think we've been conditioned to think that it's something that's just frivolous and maybe someone has time for that, that they're not serious about other things in life, but no pleasure and desire are what actually is going to keep us going for the long haul, I believe anyway. Um, so that's, thank you for bringing up the mood peptide, right? Was that what it was called? The mood? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to remember that one. Um, and so can you tell us a little bit about um, just any, if our audience wants to reach out to you, we obviously have your website, but if there's, um, you know, uh, social media that you tend to go to or blogs or any educational sites that Joy Women's Wellness has. Yeah. I mean, I'm always on IG. So if you want to DM me there, I'll probably, I'm, I'm always responding. Um, and our IG is joy women's wellness and joy is spelled J O I. Um, so you can find us there for sure. And our website choose joy.co and, um, yeah, I'd love to connect and hear from any of your audience. So feel free. Perfect. We will put the links to all of those in the show notes so that all of you listening can go find those really easily. You can go get your package of the mood peptide, like with Nicole and I <laughs> run some experiments at home. Um, Katie, this has been such a great conversation and we always wrap up our episodes with one question for every guest. And that question is if you could go back and give a piece of advice or a word of wisdom to a younger version of you, whether that's little baby Katie, whether that's Katie who was in her thirties, kind of on this fertility journey, whatever version speaks to you, um, what would you tell her? Wow. I, you know, you just, a light bulb just went off because I feel like I've learned this in my later years and it would have been really nice to know, um, you know, in my younger years is that things do always work out. So, you know, relax a little bit and trust yourself and, you know, wherever you are, it's where you're supposed to be. So, you know, just, just relax, little Katie. <laughs> it's going to be okay. I feel like we all need to go do some mirror work and go back to our past younger selves and be like, just honey, just relax. I promise it's going to be fine. But that is, that is such a good one. And I'm sure that resonates for so many listeners. Katie, thank you again for this amazing conversation. We can't wait to share more about joy uh, and blokes with our listeners so they can share that with their hubbies too. Make sure everybody at home is happy. And just thanks so much for taking the time to be here with us today. Yeah, thank you both so much. This is lovely. This podcast is for general information and educational purposes only. It should not be considered medical advice and or treatment. Although we are both doctors, we are not medical doctors or your medical doctor. What has been discussed should not take the place of your personal medical professional's advice, treatment, diagnosis, or care. If you love this podcast as much as we do, please take the time to subscribe, share, rate, and review. And we'd love if you would follow us over on Instagram. Our handles are at dr.lauradecessoris and at Dr. Nicole Marcioni, or you can just click on the links in our show notes.